0: West Waters Avenue, Suite 316, Tampa, Florida, 33634. Feel free to send Dr. Arnold your questions or comments to yankee at yankeearnold.com and he will respond as quickly as possible. Now, here is Dr. Arnold with today's message.
1: Look at verse 16. For God so loved all the good people that were really trying their best. Is that what your Bible says? No, 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 it doesn't say that. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son. That's Jesus Christ. The whosoever, whosoever keeps the Ten Commandments and obey the golden rule and go to Calvary Community Church and play 25% hath everlasting life. Do you see anything I'm doing that's wrong? Is it wrong to add to what God said? Why not just let God say what he says without me adding to it? When he says here that God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son that whosoever believeth should not perish but have everlasting life. And all he has to do is believe. Look there in verse 36. He that believeth on the Son hath, present tense, hath, right now, what kind of life? Temporary life? Everlasting life. And he that believeth not the Son shall not see life, but the wrath of God abideth on him. So whether you have eternal life or not, or the wrath of God or not, depends on whether you have the Son or not. He that hath the Son hath life. And he that hath not the Son of God hath not life. Look there in verse 18. He that believeth on him is not condemned, But he that believeth not is condemned already, because he hath not believed. Not because he didn't live up to a certain standard. He's going to be lost, a literal fire burning hell, because he hath not believed. He did not believe the gospel. What was this gospel? That Christ died for my sins. He died for mine. It means I don't have to pay for my sins because he did it for me. It means I don't have to earn my way to heaven by my good deeds because He did it. All I had to do is believe He did it for me. When I believe He did it for me, God gives me as a free gift everlasting life. And I get to go to heaven on what Christ did. Look in John chapter 5 and verse 24. And verse 24 says, Verily, verily, that means truthfully, truthfully, God cannot lie. I say unto you, he that heareth my word and believeth on him that sent me hath everlasting life. Hath, that's present, it means right now. Hath everlasting life. And get this, in the future shall not come in the future into condemnation. means that if I trust Christ as my Savior today, right now, it means that I have everlasting life. And in the future, I can never be condemned. That's pretty good. That's what makes it good news. See, it's not good news to go around the world telling people that, you know, you've got to straighten up and fly right. You've got to walk that straight and narrow path. You'll have to endure to the end if you want to get to heaven. You've got to keep the Ten Commandments to go to heaven. All that shows a man he can't do it. And I always tell people, you can't do it. And then I try to let them know, look, let me tell you some good news. The good news is that Christ died for you. He paid for your sins. Will you trust Him as your Savior? Will you trust Him to take you to heaven whenever you die? And God said He would give you as a free gift everlasting life. Look there in John chapter 6. John chapter 6 verse 47 says, Verily, verily, I say to you, He that believeth on me hath, present and hath what? Right now, hath everlasting life. See, the good news is that when you trust Christ, He gives you everlasting life. Oh, look what he says in verse thirty-seven. In verse thirty-seven, same chapter, he says, and verse thirty-seven, all that the Father giveth me shall come to me. Him that cometh to me, I will in no wise cast out." God said, "I'll never cast you out. I'll never lose you. He won't cast me out. He'll ne- well in, unless you sin again." Did it say that? It, it didn't say. That. Why won't? Why do people want to add to what? It didn't say that. I'll never cast you out. I'll never lose you unless I sin again. Then don't say that. People can't believe God really means what he says. It just blows their mind. You can't. That's too easy. It's too easy. It ought to be easy to understand. He said, preach the gospel to every creature. Then it must be easy to understand. It's easy. But the devil. Makes it so difficult and hard. And so there's sometimes preachers think that they have to, try to really help God out. we got to have these people really mean business. God's the one that meant business. There's nothing you have to stop. There's nothing you have to do. There's nothing you have to promise. It's so important to get this. Now look at one more verse with me right here. In John chapter 10. John chapter 10 verse 28 makes this statement. And I charged them. No. (laughs) And I give unto them temporary life. What kind of life? Eternal life. What if it's eternal life? I wonder how long that lasts. Isn't that a difficult question? How long? That's like asking somebody, when was the war of 1812? All right, here's another hard question for you. Who's buried Grant's tomb? Some people can't figure this stuff out. This is difficult. I know that. And I give unto them eternal life. And they shall what? Never perish. That means today, tomorrow, I can never go to hell. Never, never. Never. Best news in all the world. You know when he makes a statement here, neither shall any man pluck them out of my hand. Let me show you a simple illustration. Here's me. Here's God. I want to go to heaven when I die. So I go to church. I go to the front. I pray, beg, hang, let go. Get a good grip on God. Tip the Lord a quarter when the offering plate came by. I'm I'm ready to go. I'm good to go. And then when I do something wrong, uh uh-oh, I'm slipping away. Slipping. I'm lost. Now i got to get saved again. Go. Back I go, get saved again. And as long as I'm doing fine, where are you going you die, Yankee? I'm going to heaven. Now I'm going to hell. Now i got to get saved again. Where are you going, Yankee, heaven? Where are you going now? Hell. Got to get saved again. That's not the Bible. Because, you see, God says if I trust him, he will save me. See any difference? He said He won't cast me out. He said He won't lose me. He says He gives me eternal life, and no man can pluck you out of His hand. You see, I'm trusting Him, God, who can't lie, to take me to heaven. And He said if I would, He would. So I did, and He will. So by going to heaven is about what Christ said and what Christ is doing. He is my Savior, not me. It has nothing to do with me. Nothing. Zero. How I live never affects the Word of God. Now, yes, as a child of God, it is the will of God that I as His child serve Him. But I do not serve God to go to heaven. I am not here this morning. I am not preaching this morning so that I can finally make it to heaven. I'm going to heaven because 50 years ago in a little old living room, I wasn't in a church. The man was not a preacher. But he simply opened up the Bible and explained John 3, 16 to me. And sitting there that night, I understood all that I had to do, all that I could do was accept Christ as my Savior and He would save me and give me eternal life. And I'd go to heaven whenever I died. And if He gave me eternal life 50 years ago, would I still have it today? And will I have it 100 years from now? I have eternal life. I'm going to heaven when I... But does that mean just because you're going to heaven, uh, you probably lived a very wicked life. I'd live more wicked before I trusted the Lord. I guarantee you that. But since I've trusted Christ as my Savior, and I'm God's child, I believe that as a child of God, I should serve the Lord, but not to get to heaven. None of my service gets me to heaven. None of my service to the Lord for 50 years helps me, secure me in any way. Guaranteed me nothing like that. But I serve the Lord because I want to. Because I love him. I love the Lord. And I know he loves me. And I don't do it for rewards. I really don't even do it for blessings. I do it because of what he hath done. What he hath done. I'm not going to hell. I'm going to heaven when I die. And I love the Lord with all my heart. And I want to serve him with everything that I have. But I don't serve the Lord to get to heaven. My salvation, my going to heaven was a gift. It was given to me freely. Had nothing to do with how I lived. And if today or tomorrow I live to become the most wicked man this world's ever known, will not change the everlasting love of God toward me. And he may chasten me, maybe take me home before my time, but I'm still his child and I'm still going to heaven when I die. It never affects the gospel, the good news of salvation by grace and grace alone. The next statement I have wrote down here is, you cannot know that you are really saved until you can say, I have it. Can you say right now, positively, in your mind, can you say, I have eternal life. I am going to heaven when I die. How many of you in here know positively beyond a shout out if you died right now, you know you go to heaven. Let me see your hand. If you're here and you do not know that, you see all these other nuts in here. You can become one too. Because a man would be a fool to turn down a free gift. Especially when there's no tricks to it. You see, you don't have to join this church to go to heaven or any church. You don't have to give a penny. When the offering plate comes by, you can take some out for the heathen anyway. Just joking, don't take it. Look at the next statement. A man cannot know he is saved until he believes in eternal security. In other words, you need to know that you really have eternal life and that you're going to heaven when you die. That's the way you know I really believe the gospel, the good news. Is that I have what he said I would have if I believed him. If you believe him, God promised you would have something. What? Eternal life. Now, either you do or you don't. So look at the next statement. Since the gospel and eternal security is the same, you can't have one without the other. If a person doesn't believe in eternal security... They don't believe the gospel because that's what it is. It means that's that's why I'm trusting Christ to take me to heaven whenever I die. Not if I died this moment, but I might die a week from now. I might die ten years from now. But whenever I die, I wanna know I'm going there. I'm not there. See what's down there? I ain't going to see. It's a place called hell. A little fire burning place. And this boy wanted fire insurance. The only reason I ever trusted Christ as my Savior, but not because I knew God loved God. I just didn't want to go to hell. Now, if you want to go to hell, that's your your choice. I think there's something missing upstairs if you do. Look in John chapter 6. John chapter 6. Just turn back to your left just a couple pages. In John chapter 6, there's a big old story here, but we won't get into that big old story, except I just wanted to show you something about bread. In verse 33 says, For the bread of God is he which cometh down from heaven and giveth life unto the world. They said, Evermore, give us this bread. Jesus said in verse 35, I am the bread of life. He that cometh to me shall never hunger, and he that believeth on me never thirst. Two things mentioned here hunger and thirst. Two natural desires of man to drink. And to eat. Boy, I love that. Food was one of the greatest inventions of all time. But he uses this to show you something. He says, in the Old Testament, they had manna. And when they ate that manna, well, they had food to sustain them and to live for 40 years. But he says, they're all dead. In other words, it gave them temporary life, but it didn't give them eternal life. They didn't live forever. He said, I'm the bread that came down from heaven. He says, if a man will eat this bread one time, one bite, taste and see that the Lord is good, one bite, and you'll have bread that will give to you eternal life, and you will never, from that point on, never hunger. Never. In the future, you never hunger. It means you never have to do it again. It means that when you trust Christ as your Savior and He gives you eternal life, you never have to do it again. How many times can God give you eternal life? Now, I can figure this out. Now, people can't figure this out. He said, if you eat this bread one time, you will never hunger. Never. Isn't that good news? It means that when I got saved 50 years ago, I never have to do it again. When I accepted Christ as my Savior one time, I never have to do it again. It means that nobody has ever been saved twice. I've talked to people who have been saved. Oh, I've been saved a lot of times. You don't get it. You have never found in the Bible where anybody has ever been saved twice. Never. Never. No such thing. You've never found any Bible, any verse, any story where a man has ever been saved and lost his salvation. There is none. Not one. Now you would think if a man could be saved today and lose it and still go to hell in the future, there would be at least a story, a verse, an illustration that said that. Find it. You can't. It's not there. Maybe it's because it's not in the Bible. But people will tell you that. Where did they get it from? They make it up. Because they can't believe it's by grace. They really don't believe it's by grace. you got to do something. No, you don't. It's a gift of God. Just believe it. Just believe it. You know what he also did? He says, you'll never thirst. When in chapter 4, John, he talked to the woman at the well... He says, if thou knewest the gift of God, and who it is that saith unto thee, thou wouldst have asked of him, and he would have given thee living water. She says, "Everywhere, give me this water. She says, you don't have a rope, you ain't got a bucket. How do you get this water? He says, you drink the water that's in this well, and you will thirst again. Look there. He makes this statement. In verse 13 of chapter 4, Jesus answered and said unto her, Whosoever drinketh of this water shall thirst again. She was out there at the well. She was thirsty. She was drinking some water. He says, you drink that water, you're going to thirst again. It means you got to do it again, and again, and again, and again. I ate yesterday. Guess what I'm going to do again today? I'm going to eat again. Because it was temporary. Now God says, I have some water that if you'll drink this water one time, you will never thirst again. And She says, evermore, give me this water. And what did he say just there in chapter 6? You'll never thirst again. It means it never has to be done again. I have been saved one time in my life. I never have to get saved again. Because it is totally impossible for me ever to lose my salvation. It's not in my hands. My salvation is in His hands. And He said, I will never cast you out. I will never lose you. No man can pluck you out of my hand. You cannot ever come into condemnation again. That sounds pretty pretty good to me. Now look at the next statement, number two. What the gospel is not. It is not of works lest any man should boast. I want you to look there very closely at what I have italicized. To trust in the commitment of performance. Regardless of how small constitutes works for salvation. You cannot commit yourself to live a certain way. As the foundation upon which God is going to save you. For example. And I mentioned two things here. One. Lordship salvation. Which teaches you must make Christ. The Lord of your life to be saved. It is not true. Mark 12 says. That this is the law. This teaches you must promise. To start being good. To an individual. Let's say I'm a lost man. And I want to go to heaven when I die. And you tell me that I must commit my life to Christ. Or I must make Christ the Lord and the master of my life. You just told me I had to earn my way to heaven. You just told me I had to earn my way to heaven. Because I've got to commit my life to Christ. It means I've got to change the way I'm living. It means I've got to stop certain things and start doing certain things. Then I've got to make Christ the Lord and the master of my life in order for God to save me. That is not salvation by grace. That is not the gift of God. That's works for salvation. And I don't care how many preachers preach it. And majority of independent, fundamental, bible believing missionary-minded, Baptist churches preach it. And I'm not lying to you. But it is not the gospel of Jesus Christ. As a child of God. As a child of God. Now, yes, I, I should submit to the will of God. I should let the Lord have His way in my life and be my master, tell me what to do, and I should obey Him. And yes, I I should do all of it, but not to get to heaven. When you make it a criteria for salvation, you added works to the gospel, and that is an accursed message, and it is a wicked thing for any preacher to do. It doesn't matter how many of them say it and do it. It's not the gospel of Jesus Christ. Now... The second thing I've mentioned down here is where I am told. Let's say I'm the lost man. You're witnessing to me. Or there's the preacher and he's telling me what i got to do. And he tells me, you've got to turn from your sins to be saved. You've got to repent of your sins to be saved. What they mean is stop being bad. Anyway, you cut it. It means stop doing all those bad things you're doing. You've got to stop your sins. And is that the prerequisite? i got to do this before God will save me? If I do, that's works for salvation. I've got to deserve to be saved. i got to deserve to be saved by grace. But that isn't a paradox. And so, what happened to the song? After they tell you all of that, and then it's, let's all stand and sing, just as I am. Just as I am. But you got to promise to stop this, stop that, start doing this, start doing that you got to commit your life, change your life, stop this. And Lord, you've got to deserve to be saved. Now let's all sing just as I am. Hypocrite. Say what you mean. Mean what you say. God does. And He says it's not by works. And see, you will never understand what grace means about what God says the gospel is if you don't understand what it is not. It's not of yourselves. It is not by works. And that means there's nothing that a man has to do as a prerequisite to change in his life or the. Pro- well, are you willing to be made willing? You don't have to be willing. To ch- well, you've got to really mean business. No, you don't. He meant business. He said, You trust me, I will save you. So, 50 years ago, I trusted him as my Savior. He is my Savior. He's saving me. I'm not saving me. I'm going to heaven because of what he did on the cross for me. That last little line I got there to definitely know you are truly going to heaven, you must believe in eternal security. You must believe that you're secure. And you only believe that because you believe what God said. He said it was a gift. Can you believe it's a gift? Means that when I give it to you, I won't take it back. It's free. I'm going to heaven because God loves me that much. Look up here. I'm not really a long winded preacher. I'm commanded to keep you in here until it's time to eat. And i got three minutes to go. See, I know you've been watching the clock. Some of you are sitting there. I told a person one time, I said, wake up that person sitting beside you. He says, you put him to sleep, you wake him up. One man got up and started walking out of the church while I was preaching. I said, where are you going? He says, I'm going to shave. I said, why didn't you shave before you came? He said, I did. <laughs> this hand represents you and me. The wallet represents sin. We all have sin on us. God loves us. Now, he hates our sin, but He loves us. And the Bible says that if we pay for sin, it's eternal separation from God. But God loves us, wants us to go to heaven. And to go to heaven... You have to be perfect, and none of us are. We've all come short of God's perfection. Because of sin, can't get in. God says you can't earn eternal life. So it's not a matter of me trying to figure out what to do with my sins. I don't have to stop them, turn from them, change them, nothing. Let that alone. That, that's a done deal. He took care of the sin. This hand represents Jesus Christ, God in the flesh. He came into the world because He loves us, but He hates our sin because it separates us from Him. So Jesus Christ, who had no sin, didn't have to die. He took our sins, died in our place, came back from the dead and said, if you and I, if we would believe He did it for us, He would give us as a free gift everlasting life. We become one with the Lord. And He said, I'll never leave you and I'll never forsake you. You'll have to figure out a way to break this. And that's impossible. And God says that when you trust Him as your Savior, He gives you eternal life, and you get to go to heaven because of what Christ did on the cross for you. There is no other hope. There is no other way. There is no other name where well, you trust Christ as your Savior. Doesn't it make sense? No tricks to it. No gimmicks. Let's pray, shall we? You say, preacher, that made sense to me this morning. I've never really understood it before. Heard about it. Heard all around it. But it would never made really clear. And friend, if you're sitting here and you're not positive that if you were to die, you'd go to heaven, why not just, in the quietness of this moment, just just talk to the Lord? You see, God sees you. God knows you. God loves you. He paid for your sins. Would you just talk to Him? Say, Lord, I'm a sinner. And I believe you died for my sins. And I'm going to accept that payment you made for me. And friend, God said if you'd believe it, He would give you as a free gift everlasting life. And if it's everlasting life, it lasts forever. And if it lasts forever, where would you go when you die? To heaven. If you're here this morning and you say, that made sense to me, and I'm trusting Christ as my Savior this morning. I've never done it before, but it made sense to me. And right now, I'm trusting Him as my only hope of going to heaven. And preacher, I'd like for you to pray for me. Friend, in just a moment, I'm going to ask you to raise your hand. Raising your hand doesn't save you. It just lets me know that what I said made sense to you. I don't want anybody embarrassed, so I do it with his bow nice clothes, but I would like to know if what I say got through. And I'd like to pray for you. I really would. So anyone at all say, yes, that made sense to me, and I'm going to trust Christ as my Savior this morning. God bless you. God bless you, ma'am. You can put your hands down. Anyone else? Other others. But if you trust Christ as your Savior this morning, God saves you this morning, gives you eternal life, and you get to go to heaven when you die. God loves you that much. Our Father, we thank You so much for Your blessings to us and for those that indicated by an uplifted hand that they would accept that payment You made for them. And Father, by doing so, they become Your child, Your child for all eternity. There's no condemnation today and won't be none tomorrow. And they can know that they have eternal life and will go to heaven. We ask Your blessings upon each person here. You've been good to us. We thank You for this church. And we ask, Father, Your blessings upon each person and each family. In Christ's name we pray. Amen
0: take my place Telling someone how to go to heaven is the greatest thing we can do in this life. To prepare you, Pastor Yankee Arnold is offering you his book, Gospel Driven Man, absolutely free. Gospel Driven Man explains in simple steps how to successfully share the gospel. To get your free copy of Gospel Driven Man, write to Yankee Arnold Ministries, 7028 West Waters Avenue, Suite 316, Tampa, Florida 33634. Or email Arnold at yankee at yankeearnold.com. That's yankee at yankeearnold.com. Thanks for listening to today's broadcast. We pray that today's message was a blessing to you and your family. You may help support this radio ministry by donating online at yankeearnold.com or by mail at Yankee Arnold Ministries, 7028 West Waters Avenue, Suite 316, Tampa, Florida,
1: Friend, one day it will happen, the trumpet will sound, and we will be changed, caught up to meet the Lord in the air. So live today and every day believing that the Lord is coming soon, and just keep looking up.
0: Amazing grace amazes me.